Well, that was a rough one. Syracuse falls to Georgia Tech 31-22. to Hello, everyone, and welcome into another Fizz Instant Reaction. I'm Adam Gatkin. If you have any thoughts on today's game, make sure to request to speak, get your voice heard, rant after another loss for Syracuse, the sixth loss in the the sixth loss in what the last seven games now it's been all downhill after a great start to the season the orange fall by nine points today and again we saw the the weird offense we saw the wildcats we saw dan valari go 14 for 14 throwing the ball for 59 yards i i i don't understand this offense i don't i got it the first time when you had garrett schrader kind of in that receiver role, but then he would also go to the Wildcat. I didn't get tonight when Braden Davis was on the field and was not actually then going in and taking snaps at quarterback. Why was he on the field? What was the point of that? Because then when when Dino Babers decided, okay, you know what, we're going to throw the football now, at the end of the game, the last drive, he, he puts in Luke McPhail, then why is Braden Davis even on this team? Why is he on the field? Why was he involved in the offense? If he was never trusted to actually throw the football, I, I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. And, you know, look, Laquan Allen had a great game today, but, like, I don't get the point of him taking this nap and then almost, like, looking to throw for a second. Like, if you're going to go 100% all in on this, and you're going to go 100% all in on running the football every single play, and that's all you're going to do, maybe a couple of these screen passes every now and then, then do it. Don't have a quarterback in the game just standing there at wide receiver. What's the, what's the point of that? Why, why do you have three wide if you're just running it up the middle every single play, running QB powers? Get some more blockers in there. Defenses aren't stupid. Defenses are just going to crowd the box and make, th- make things hard for you. So get more blockers. Get more help. I don't get it. What's the point of this? Why is Gare Trader going in to take a knee and going in to, to hand the ball off on the goal line? Why is he playing at all if he's not healthy? What's the point of splitting up these snaps of having Dan Vlari at quarterback and then Laquin Allen? Maybe Braden Davis will take one. Luke McPhail at the end. What's, what's the point of it? Why? I don't get it. I, I gave Dino Babers all the credit in the world last week because he deserved it after that win against Pitt because it worked then. It did not work tonight. Just over 250 yards of total offense. It didn't work. And it's the same issue tonight that we see with Dino Babers led teams time and time again. This team was undisciplined. 12 penalties for 84 yards once again this season. The Orange right up there at the top of the most penalized teams in the country. If you have any thoughts on this game, make sure to just click request to speak and we'll get you in here, get your voices heard, or you can also reply to the tweet here and give your thoughts on it i'm just i'm, I'm almost just done with it <laughs> like I, I it was hard to still be interested going into last week after what happened to the bc game but you get a little bit more interest they, they get a win against Pitt, and then this was this was just a lifeless performance it felt like the, those penalties really hurt you and i just i i, I don't get it I don't get what Dino Babers was trying to do tonight. Why, why is Braden Davis catching two passes? What What's going on here? It, it makes no sense to me. 
if you're going to go all in on this weird offense, you have to do it. Why do you have a quarterback on the field if you're not going to actually throw the football? Because he's a waste. Put in someone else. Put in Ike Daniels. Have a second running back in there. If you're going to run this option offense, go go with the triple option. That'd be more successful, wouldn't it? I mean, I mean, if you just think about it that way, if you give a quarterback three things to do instead of two, like, like a read option, maybe it could be more successful. If you're going to go all in on running the football, just do it. Don't don't have Braden Davis on the field. Why? Why is he playing? Why why can't he play quarterback too? Why can't he throw the football? Why why do you put Luke McFarlane at the end? That's what makes the least sense out of all this to me, I think. Just those decisions like that. Why is Luke McPhail coming in at the last second? Why why is Garrett Schrader coming on to hand the ball off? Doesn't that just make things harder for your offensive line? Harder for your center to have to, in practice, get used to different snap counts? What's the point of that? It, 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 It makes no sense to me. It makes absolutely no sense. And Syracuse now five and six on the season. We're, we're at a spot now where you got to win that last game of the season against Wake Forest. And it's a Wake Forest team who's in an interesting spot right now because they have just four wins. But talking, to, I was talking to someone inside that program the other day, and they said, hey, you know what? We have this academic rating very high. So if we win five games, we can make a bowl game. So Wake cares. Wake has a chance to make an eighth straight bowl game. So you're talking about a Wake Forest team who really has a chance to do something. Same with Syracuse. The Orange, if they win, make it to a bowl game. But how do they win? You can't do this again. It was at times a little bit successful when Dan Valori had great runs, but this wasn't successful tonight. You can't trot out onto the field and have Dan Valari throw 14 passes behind the line of scrimmage again and hope that that's going to win you a football game. But I don't know what else you can do. I mean, Luke, Luke McPhail threw one pass. It was an interception. Braden Davis, he, he threw one on a, you know, trick play backwards pass. Then he throws it forward and it was into quadruple coverage. And there was a flag on the field anyways, but he was as lucky as it gets for it not to be intercepted. So I don't really know what he was looking at. I don't know what to do with your Dino papers at this point. I think you have to go all in on the running of the football. And if you're going to do that, have 11 players on the field who can actually contribute. Because why in the world is Braden Davis on the field at wide receiver? Just, just why? Like That makes no sense. How can he help? What can he do that's productive? If he's just going to stand there as a, almost a decoy. There were some people saying after the pit game, the reason that Schrader stayed on the field was to make it so that Pitt couldn't sub if he then goes and plays quarterback and they want to change things because when you sub him off and on, then Pitt can sub whatever they want. But they knew Braden Davis wasn't going to really go in at quarterback and throw the football. He threw it once today and it was a negative six-yard play. That was the only completion that he had, negative six yards. So, so I don't get it. If any of you have thoughts on this game, then just click request to speak and we'll get your voice heard. But Syracuse loses yet another game, 31-22 to to Georgia Tech. The Orange now need to win the final game of the season or else 
that's it. And that's probably going to be it for Dino Babers because, you know, the whole thing with this program is it sounds like if you make a bowl game, you get extended. If you don't make one, he's done. So it's it's going to be a big game for Babers, but he's got to clean things up again when it comes to discipline because 12 penalties for 84 yards tonight. It's unacceptable. Every single game, it feels like, this team just commits penalties. They, they can never get it right. It, it, it's unbelievable. Touchdown, taken back today because of a penalty. That That's game-changing stuff. And it's penalties that kill you. And, and it's the same thing every single year with Dino Babers. And it never, ever, ever changes. This team started off slow again. It's the issue that we saw last week. It's the issue that we saw even against Army and Western Michigan at the start of the year. They were down 17-3 to at half today. Almost came back. It was close at the end. But they started off slow. Committed penalties. It's the same thing every single year. It's the same thing almost every single game for Dino Babers. And the Orange fall tonight. I just, I don't get it. The defense looked okay. You know, you only give up 180 yards through the air, 192 yards on the ground. That's not horrible. The defense was not the reason that this team lost. In no way was the defense the reason they lost. But at the same time, you need a little bit more, I think, from the defense. You need some more big plays when your offense isn't going to necessarily contribute the way that you want. You know, you had that interception from Isaiah Johnson, which was big, and it, it made a big impact. But I feel like you need more than just one turnover forced if this team is going to win football games. Because in, in some of the wins this season, you know, you think about that Purdue game. How many times did Purdue fumble the football? It felt like a million. And that's a game that the Orange won. So the defense needs to step up. I think the defense needs to really get three, four turnovers in a game if the Orange are going to win and just didn't do that tonight. Didn't give your offense a chance when your offense has this many injuries. Because, I mean, let's be honest, Dino's not in a good spot. He, he had a bad hand dealt to him. You have your starting quarterback go down. You have your backup go down. So you have really no choice but to run this unconventional offense. But at the same time, this unconventional offense, just not working anymore. It's just not. I mean, it, it's so easy to adjust to. You give a Wake Forest team who has been now looking at this for, for two weeks, uh, another week to, to prepare for it. There's no way that, that this offense can continue to be successful. I mean, maybe they they open it up more for Dan Vlari to start throwing down the field. I mean, he had one pass, I think, in the fourth quarter that went towards the first down marker, and it looked pretty solid. <laughs> I mean, it, it wasn't great by any means, but it was a decent pass. It was complete, and, I mean, that's decent. It was to Damian Alford down, down the right sideline, so you'll take that. But uh, unless Braden Davis can step in and start or, or something can happen, I just I don't see a way that this team can win another game because Dan Valari cannot be the quote quarterback again 
and, and you can't have LaQuinn Allen continue to just take these wildcat snaps and win. Luke McPhail sure as heck can't play quarterback. He threw one pass today. It was an interception, if that says anything. And if that says anything about Braden Davis, that when this team is in a, a must-need pass situation, Luke McPhail goes in at quarterback. So, so there, there's a lot that just doesn't make sense. It, it's hard to break down. I mean, it's 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 hard to say, oh, this is – we know what the issue is. But it's hard to say what to do to come back from it because I don't know if there is anything that you can do. With the injuries that this team has had, how do you have an offense without a quarterback? Your, your, your quarterback is the most important position in the sport. It's the most important position in all of sports. It doesn't matter what sport it is. Quarterback is, is more important than anything else. And when you don't have one, it's hard to win football games. SU did it last week against Pitt. Got kind of close, it felt like, at, at times against Georgia Tech tonight. But I just I don't get how this is going to be viable for one more week. If any of you listening have any thoughts on this, have any thoughts on this game, any thoughts on Dino Babers, then request to speak, and we'll get you in there. But it's just it's just hard. Uh, if uh, someone listening, Syracuse football super fan, saying, I've never been more angry with a Syracuse head coach than I currently am with Dino and these god-awful performances, yeah, it's it's hard. I mean, I, I, after the UNC game, I wrote an article on our site at orangefizz.net. Go check it out, uh, orangefizz.net. We've got a ton of content on there, a lot of basketball stuff now with that season underway. And, and I wish we could just focus on the basketball team from now on, but it, it's those slow starts that I was just talking about. It's the penalties, 12 penalties for 84 yards. Committing more than 10 penalties in a game in the month of November is unacceptable. It's unacceptable any time of the year, but especially at this point of the season when you should have things figured out and you should not be committing penalties. It's unacceptable. It's it, it's horrible. And I just don't get it. <laughs> I, I don't get how if, if you win the final game of the season and go 6-6 six and six and the whole fan base is checked out and you lose six of your last seven games, how you can continue on as the head coach of this football team. After the collapse of last season, the collapse of this season, I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, I, I think if SU loses to Wake, he's got to be gone. But if they win, <laughs> I, I, I think he stays. I think from everything that he said, from everything that Wildhack has said in the past, from everything that other coaches at Syracuse say, if you listen to Ian McIntyre, the men's soccer coach, if you listen to Felicia Leggett-Jack on the women's basketball team, all the coaches at Syracuse always just say, all you got to do is make the tournament, which, of course, in football would be all you have to do is make a bowl game. I think if he makes a bowl game, Wildak is happy. Wildak is fine with it. So if he makes a bowl game, I, I guess he might be staying. But today, after watching that game, I have no belief that this team can win another football game this season because that was bad. That was that was bad. It, it's it's horrible football to watch just just in the first place because you know just just running twenty four seven. It's not even like I, I I grew up a Navy football fan for a while. I was I was a fan of Navy and I, I love the triple option. This isn't fun like that. That that's at least fun because it's it's you know oh look it's you know what's going to happen and they still can't stop it. 
this is this just makes no sense. This is just every once in a while you run a QB power that works. You know, maybe a run to the outside works, but there's no big plays. There, there's absolutely nothing that that goes on. We've got a uh, number one, uh, number one Keith fan requesting to speak. Uh, we got you on here, so you can unmute yourself and, and give your thoughts on this. Just, just an, another bad loss for Syracuse, thirty-one twenty-two to Georgia Tech. What's your thoughts on this? Hey, uh, yeah, I just want to. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, I just, again, like the comment I put, I have never been more upset and angry just at the lack of just just no, nothing going on offense. I'm literally speechless. I don't even know what to think right now. Just no no energy, no, no great play calling from earlier in the season, the first four games. I mean, what – what happened to all that great play calling from Jason Beck? You know, I, I want to guess start with that. And what do you think? Yeah, it, it's, it's hard. It's hard because again, I said it, it's, it's, it's a hard spot to be in. If you're Jason Beck, you lose your, your top two quarterbacks and you're put with Luke McPhail, who we don't know what he can do. And with what we saw today, he threw one pass and threw an interception and, and we don't know what we see from Braden Davis, but, even then, I think last week I gave the credit, but this week it was, it was the same and there was nothing more. I mean, you have speedsters as your wide receivers. You got Donovan Brown. Get him involved, too, if you're going to play like this, I think. I, I I saw Donovan Brown play in high school, and he was running Wildcat. Get your other guys involved. If you're going to do this and you're going to play this type of offense where you're just running the football every single play, like I was saying, you have to go all in on it. You have to get everyone involved and just make it as crazy as possible because if not, then it's just easy to stop and, and predictable. And, and that's what I want to see more from Jason Beck in the last game. If this team's going to put up a fight, I think you just got to go all in on it and get everyone involved and run all those jet sweeps with everyone and just try and confuse the defense because it's not that hard to understand what's happening if you have the same couple guys running jet sweeps every single play. you, you got to mix it up, and that's just what he hasn't done. That's, that's kind of my thoughts on this right now. Yeah, I... I... I honestly don't know. It, say they they get six and six, they somehow by s- some crazy insane miracle, they somehow get a bowl game, and Wild Hat keeps Dino. There's just going to be just insane, angry Syracuse fans, and I might be one of them. At up yeah. at SU. I mean, there's you, you it's going to push it's going to push the the fan base to the ultimate breaking point. Yeah, because again this this is nothing new. This is the same thing that happened last year and you you lose Garrett Schrader this offseason. So unless you bring in a, a legitimate transfer quarterback is this, like this is almost the type of offense that you'll see again. Because, you know, it's another, like, okay recruiting class for next year. But in college football, you can never really expect true freshmen to do stuff. The the current true freshman class is one of the worst classes in the history of Syracuse. The worst Power 5 class. Recruiting has been on a downswing for the last couple of years under Dino. There's no talent coming in. And, and, and in the future, I, I just – I don't get how, how this – you know, is sustainable for this year for the last game. I don't get how they can win another one. And if they do, like, what shows you that Dino can actually stay and and and, and get better? Because 
there's, there's no there's no getting better that I can see. It's it's the penalties again. It's the slow starts. It's the same thing since he got here. Like it, it never gets better, and, and the players coming in are not getting better. And, and unless he goes out into the transfer portal and finds magic, I I don't get it. I don't see it, and the fans are just done with him. Like I I don't like if, if you're one of the people in here who who loves Dino and thinks that Dino should stay or he's proven he should stay, come and join us and, and give your point. But at th- at this time, like the fans just don't care. The students don't care for sure. I mean, like students don't care about any Syracuse sports right now. I'll say that they don't care about the basketball team. If you look at some of the student turnout for that, but but especially for the football team, it's it was, it was almost empty in the student section against Boston College the last game. Even against Clemson, not a great turnout this year when the team was undefeated. And now look at you know what's happened since then, and it's just down and down and down. And you know I don't get how you keep Dino and and the fans can still actually care about this team. I just I don't get it. Yeah, I'm you know you're diehard. I'm sure everyone who's listening is diehard and everything. And it's when you. When you see, when you hear from us and, you know, the university sees all these, these posts and all these comments, and I'm sure they see everything going on as we're talking. And honestly, and that's why I don't care for Wild Hack at all. He probably doesn't even care. He doesn't give, you know, whether I can say this on, I'm sorry, but he just doesn't give a damn. There's no other way to put it. it it's very sad. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, it's, it's like that's kind of the, the feeling that I'm at after this game because, you know, I, like after a couple of the losses earlier, I was like angry or I was disappointed. I'm just like sad after this one. I, I feel like that's the perfect way to put it. it. It's sad because it's the same thing that we've always seen and it's just over and over. And like it's just sad, I feel like, is the only way. Like I'm not angry. There's nothing I feel like to be angry about. We, this is what we should have expected. There's no other reasonable expectation than what we saw tonight. After everything that's gone on this season and everything that's gone on in the past, what six, seven years under Dino, because you know Dino's had the same issues every single year. I mean, you you can go back on our site to 2018, 2019, and find articles talking about some of the issues that Dino's had. It's the same thing every single year. And, and at this point, like, it's it's just sad. <laughs> that, that, that's the, the only way that I feel like you can put it. Yep. It's, it's ugh, I don't get it. It's, it's rough. It's, it's just frustrating and upsetting. And I'm almost just like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how I can watch the game next week. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how I can. I love going to I love going to SU football games. I like basketball, but I enjoy football more. I always have, and especially going to games. It's just getting up and getting there early, seeing tailgating, going up to the quad, hearing the band. And it just despite all that, it's just that deep, sad, sinking feeling of it's just became a lost cause, unfortunately with the started with the Clemson game and then just how it just spiraled out of control and there was no stopping it. Yeah. It, it, and it's, it's, it's the same spiral we've seen for years too. This is nothing new to, to, to Dino Babers teams. It, every single year he struggles in November. 
And and that's when your team should be playing its best football. Never once has Dino Babers' team played better towards the end of the season than at the beginning. Every year, they, they, they win games early in the season. And when, when his teams make a bowl game, I mean, the, the, the great Eric Dungy season, you can't count that. You know, Dungy, I mean, Dungy said it earlier in the season. He, he said, you know, those weren't even Dino's players talking about it. Those, those were guys he didn't even recruit. Those weren't even his guys. Now that he has his guys, it's been the same thing every single year. With either they have a horrible season from the start, you know, you go back to 2020 when they barely win a game, to now it, it's the same thing every year. And it never gets better. Never gets better. It's, it's, it's hard to continue to want to watch this team. It, because it just feels like there's no hope at all. Like, I, I, I don't get how you don't at least try and have Braden Davis play quarterback because at this point the expectation is that he might compete for the starting job next year because, I mean, Del Wilson sure as heck didn't show that he can in the BC game. So you have this healthy quarterback. Uh, he was a highly touted recruit, played SEC, you know, was, was at an SEC school last year and, no, in, instead of seeing what he can do, you're just going to run this Wildcat offense again that is now predictable and it does nothing. I, I don't get it. I don't I don't get the coaching in this game at all whatsoever. Yeah, it's it's just just de- deflating. And I mean, just watching him come so close and then just seeing again, just in this game in particular, falling apart. And I just watching it on you know, the TV and just putting my head down, you know, just, you know, in my arms, I was like, this is absolutely insane. Yeah. Just. Yeah. It's, it's just bad. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. Thank you so much for for joining me. Thank you so much for speaking. We're going to have to end things in a second here, but I mean, it's, it's just, it's deflating and it's, it's hard to really, understand what happens in the future for this team and it's going to be interesting next week uh, we're going to have a ton of articles on our site at orangefizz.net like we always do make sure to continue following us here on x at orange fizz for all of our thoughts throughout the week but again syracuse loses to georgia tech 31 22 just a sad deflating loss and you know what it's going to be an exciting week for basketball next week. I guess that's all you can say. The Maui Invitational next Syracuse game is on Tuesday at 2.30 p.m. The Orange take on number 7, Tennessee. We'll have all the coverage for that game here at Orange Fizz, so make sure to continue following us. And again, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. But I'm Adam Gatkin saying goodbye and, as always, saying go Orange. <laughs>